set that next appointment in the appointment. That next follow-up piece, do it while you're there. And one of my common practices is when I'm speaking with the prospect and we've come to a place of indecision, meaning they didn't make the sale and you just heard the statistics that a lot of times they are not making the purchase in that first interaction. And with that in mind, there may be some questions that they need answered or things that are pending. What I like to do is I will ask the customer, is it okay if I follow up with you on Friday? Or how many days do you need for follow-up? Now, keep in mind, if you ask how many days, they may tell you 27 days. But here's the truth. You want to drive that discussion and say, hey, can I follow up with you next Friday? You're guiding, you're driving the discussion, and guess what? You're putting a follow-up in place for that next interaction. So make sure that when you're in that appointment, if a decision has not been made, you make an appointment spot on, follow up right then and there. You are taking out the fear. That's permission. They want, they want, yes, I would like more time or yeah, I need more information because you could handle the not right now, not enough information, not understanding the benefits and they're inviting you. Now, if they're like, no, I'm not putting it in my schedule. Yeah. Okay. That's a hard no. Bye. Then I, I don't have to call you. I'm really clear. I, I appreciate that. I think more people would appreciate that on dates, not into you. Slide left. That's what people do now. But if they say, yes, let me get you on my calendar, inviting you to not fear that they don't want to hear from you. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith-Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Hey, guys. Thanks for what is it dropping? We drop you upload. Thanks for uploading. Yes. I still am in my 40s, guys. And when I was little, we had radios. And that's how we come to you. So <laughs> that's why sometimes we're like, thanks for being on air with us. <laughs> because you're not going to want to miss today. We have done the series. Kimberly, talk to me about the series we've been doing. Well, you all know that we've just come out of a challenging time in our world with the pandemic. And of course, summer just came to an end. We finished (laughs) a back to business series and we thought it was important to bring that to you to help you get back to business. We know it's been a tough time. And here at Made to Inspire, we're all about giving you the tips, tools, and techniques to take your business to the next level. So if you've been struggling, be sure to go check out episode 43 through 45 with those tips to get you going. But I'm going to rehash them right now for just a moment to bring them back to your memory, especially for those of you who haven't heard. We went over five tips, five techniques. The first one was... Simply rejoice that you have a business. Number two, we wanted to reaffirm your purpose and your passion. Number three, review your business, your P&L, your profit loss, your vendor relationships. Number four, re-engage those customers. Let them know you are back in business. And number five is to repeat, repeat, repeat. We know that those things will get your business back going. 
but maybe now you're at a place where business has been going and now the phone's ringing, the DMs are coming in, the emails are responding. The question is, what do you do? You're like, it worked too well. It works too well. Now all these customers are coming. What do I do? <laughs> what do you do? That's a great question. Well, let me tell you, this, this show today is all about follow-up. In fact, the fortune is in the follow-up. <laughs> I want to start by asking you, audience, as well as you, Misty, a question about last year. What was your income last year? How much did you make? All right. Let's, let's, I wrote it down. I wrote my income from last year down, just like the listeners have been doing. What is it? I don't know. What is it? No, no what's the question? I have it written down. What is your income last year? How much did you make last year? Low six figures. Low six figures. Okay. Now, here's what I need you to do. Multiply that times eight. Uh, times two? I'm sorry? Times eight. You want me to multiply that times eight? Correct. Times eight. I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now if we times eight. I'm just playing. I love it. I would do it anyway. Times okay. eight. <laughs> yes, times eight. And the reason I say times eight, because that is the potential of the amount of income you could have made had you followed up. <laughs> yes. Now, here's some of the facts that we know. 48% never follow up with prospects after exposure. 25% of them make a second contact, then they stop. And then there's 12% that make three contacts, then stop. And only 10%, yes, I said 10% more, make more than three contacts. But here's the truth. 80%, write this down, 80% of sales happen between the fifth and the 12th contact. Well, I want to I want to clarify this, especially as when uh, when when you were coaching me, one of the things I did not like to do was follow up because I said if they said no or they didn't seem interested when I first met them, I don't want to bug them. Uh, you know the other fears. I don't want them to think I'm needy. Uh, you could fill in the blank with whatever your answers are. So maybe if I did follow up once and I got a no. I'm like, well, I did. I followed up. And then that was the end of the period, right, Kimberly? I would be like, I don't need a follow-up because I did. I asked. They said, nah, maybe later. I followed up. They said no. And I'm done after two. And sales happen after five, all the way sometimes up to 12? True. That's true. And here's the truth. Let me give you some more numbers. And I know Ooh. I'm throwing out a lot of numbers, but only 2% of sales are made on the first contact. Only oh. 2%. And then, you know, 3% of the sales are made on that second contact. And then another 5% on the third contact, 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. So if you look at that, only 20% of sales are made in that first through fourth contact. But 80%, mm. 80% are made in the fifth and 12th contact. So with that in mind, Misty, what does that say to you? That that times eight might be low. <laughs> That's it. And how many else? Says, oh, how, uh, clearly, I'm not the only one. The statistics you're sharing is that nine, one out of 10 of us that work in the service or the sales or the products where we're asking for the, the buy or whatever that is, right? One out of 10 of us is only continuing on and getting that, that connection. Nine okay. out of 
90% of us are not only leaving money on the table, but some of our services, some of our products would help people's lives. That's it. So we're leaving them out to dry by just not having some skills to follow up. That's it. That's exactly it. And I love it that you're getting it because I want you to remember that guy that gives up. Remember that guy that gave up. Neither does anyone else. So keep in mind, don't give up. You have to keep, keep forging ahead. And that's important when you think about follow-up. And as you mentioned, you mentioned a really good point is a lot of people don't follow up because of fear, fear of rejection, fear of, oh, maybe they don't want it. Maybe they're not interested. And so when you think of that, you have to create a system to help you with your follow-up, something that you can do consistently because- the fear of rejection is the single greatest reason people don't make money in their business. Oh, you know, if this was a movie trailer and you guys were like, I don't know if I'm going to listen to the rest of it. Here's the movie trailer. If fear of rejection, which was mine, fear of rejection was the main reason I didn't follow up. Not only just the first time, but anytime after that, we have, we have, and what we're going to give you how to take care of that right away from the get go. So that wouldn't even cross your radar. You're not, I do it now and I'm not, I don't, I'm not scared anymore. That's right. I'm going to go back to you, Kimberly, but got to pay attention because we took care of that in the steps created for you. Yes. Yes. And you know what, before we get into the steps, Missy, I want to talk a little bit more about the fear of rejection because I think it's real. Most people don't like being rejected. That's, that's true. Who likes to hear no, not now, not enough. And here's the truth. No usually means not now or not Ooh. enough information. Uh, so what you hear wait, the wait, no. That, that is not going to land. That is not going to land. I want to just say that one more. I'm, I'm going to just repeat it. I don't have to say it one more. Like, <laughs> no means not right now or not enough information. And Correct. Out of the times it's heard, it never, it never really means I don't want that because it can't benefit me. That's right. Ooh. That's right. And so I think, you know, and that whole concept of developing thick skin is real because here's the truth. If you are an entrepreneur or someone that is want to launch your own business, you are the salesperson until you're able to hire a sales team. You are the ones that's going out and asking for the buy, asking for the business. And as a result of that, you have to learn how to not only do those things we talked about to get your business in place, but also the follow up. So when you think about fear of rejection, here's the truth. By actually going out and inviting rejection, you overcome your fear. Did you get that? By going out and inviting inv rejection, you actually overcome your fear. And it happens in four stages. And let me share them with you. I know you got something to say. Oh, let no, pause. Share, the yes, share the four stages. Okay. Number one, you get it and it bothers you. And I'll tell you, that's a large percent of the people because they don't like hearing no. The second one is you get it and it doesn't bother you. And I got a real quick story. I was a telemarketer in college and I've never shared that with anyone publicly live, but I was a telemarketer <laughs> in college. You know, you I was all about creating income opportunities for myself. And that was one of them. And one of the things that I love is that people on the phone would say no, no, and no. And what I learned, not only in that telemarketing job, but in life, no doesn't mean no. It means not right now or not enough information. So that one didn't bother me. Number three, you get it and you turn it to your advantage. You turn it to your advantage. 
And the last one is you get it and you have fun with it. When people tell me no, and I know, Misty, you would probably do this. You'd have lots of fun with it and find a way to make a joke and turn it around and get that person laughing, which in turn could turn into a sale just because of your sense of humor. <laughs> I want to add, and this is a whole show in itself. If you're listening to this one, yeah, put it in our comments like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. No, just finish the sentence when someone says no. Pretending they're going like this. No. And then they're going to finish with not right now, not enough information, not understanding the value and benefits, not understanding the value and benefits. So when you hear those, that's going to help you change your conversation and change how you're communicating so that it does become a, I need that. Where do I get it? Where does it start? When you become so good at this, I'm, I'm not playing. If I'm, if I'm, if this isn't real, Kimberly, you can call me on the air right now and be like, she's lying. But this is so true. Kimberly is so good at this. We were working on strategies for the customer to say no this morning. Yes. We were working on some strategies because she's, I don't know, we're doing this. She's like, how do I help them see the value in me doing it this way? We were trying to get a no. Yes. When you yes. understand this at such that level, you work the other way. And that's mind blowing. But how funny is that? I just, we just were that smarty. Like, how do we get to know? What do we need to do? <laughs> you know, Misty, in my years of training, number one, I was in sales, but then I started developing sales managers and sales leaders and teaching organizations how to build a robust sales organization. These are training tips that I would give them all the time. One on how to do the sale, how to do the follow-up, how to deal with objections, because those things are very real. So when we think about this, I want to go back and say the fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. Times eight. Times eight. Times eight. So when we think about it, I want to give you three reasons, three of the biggest reasons why I think people lack follow-up. And I told you number one was fear, obviously. And maybe I'll make it four. Number one was fear. The second one is that limited mindset. Mm. Who am I? Why would they buy from me? Why does my product matter? Is it worth it? Is it anything? All these negative Nelly comments and thoughts, which then stops them. And I'll tell you, we have something for that. We have a process called the belief journey, which we won't go into today. But that belief journey starts dealing with some of those that limited mindset. You have to number one, when you're selling anything, believe in yourself, believe in the product and believe in your company. That's another podcast right there. Oh my God, you better, you, too much. Let's just end, thank you everyone. Go out and get it because it's too much. It is too much for giving you today. You're going to have to rewind and listen to different parts of this. Yes, yes. So that was number two, when the the biggest reasons people lack follow-up. Number three is no time. We're short Mm -hmm. on time and we didn't get to it. And number four is a lack of a system. Lacking a system, which is why we're going to give you five tips today Five things that you can do to ensure that you put a follow-up process and system in place to get those sales. We're not leaving times eight on the table anymore. I want you today to take a piece of paper out and write down no more lost sales. You know, there's something called opportunity cost. Today, we want to help you avoid the lost sales, those things that you could avoid by simply putting follow-up in place. So, Misty, you ready to get started on this journey? My hand hurts, Kimberly. I've been writing so fast. There's like eight different episodes in here. I am ready. 
here's the, the, the best thing that has happened to us. When we create these, and there is a actual video, you can download the video and watch us. We, rec we, we record how these come to us, and it's amazing. But after the recording, after we did this, we, we have the system. It was 10 minutes later, we stopped and we did something in the system in that moment. And we were laughing because I'm like, we use the stuff we say to execute our own companies, our own selves. Why, why would we not give this and be successful for others? So this system is phenomenal. We already have it in place and it's already working. I'm about to ask people a thousand times for, for the commitment into the, the yes. service of the product. This is some great stuff, Kimberly. Let's jump in. All right, we're going to get started. Okay, five things to do. Five ways to build a follow-up system. Number one, number one, set it up. Now, what do I mean by that? You want to set up your follow-up system. And in other words, AKA automate it. And I want you to think about this. When you have a meeting, for example, I use Calendly. We use Calendly for our business. And there's a couple of things that we do. We automate not only the, the contact and letting them know, okay, your meeting's in 24 hours, your meeting's in 10 minutes, and it's in now. That we do. But in terms of the automation for the follow-up, we have a email that goes out to the client immediately after that meeting with them as a way to say thank you we appreciate you and we also give them an opportunity to schedule that next meeting so right there we set that up in advance by automation so if you struggle with follow-up this is one thing you can put in place and today with all of the fancy smancy tools out here building that automation building that automation so that you have at least one level of follow-up in place I said we use Calendry. I know Acuity has it. I know there's Zapiers that you can build into various applications to help you schedule, excuse me, to set up your follow-up. Some people even have it now and, and we're, we're moving into it. By the 2022, is your SMS, your SMS follow-up? Text made inspired to blah, blah, blah. And as soon as they text it, it, it starts right away. Thank you. It's amazing. We can't wait to set up something with you. Now, the thing about this, I've heard gripes. It's not authentic. It's a robot. And people were starting to get like, I'm getting so much of it. Here's the crazy part. Anything that you set up into it is you. It's your brand. It's your words. It's your message because you're setting it up. It's not coming outside of you. It's just being systemized so that other you don't have to do it every time. Because I call BS if you don't say the same dang things and just change the name anyway. Mm? Yes, yes. Now, the crazy part is people heard that. And you're, you're going to see a difference now because when you get an email like that or you get a, a text message, it says bot message, B-O-T. And it says, hey, I'm sending my message. Just want to say thank you. And I'm going to follow up with you. It's the follow up to the follow up. So yes. normally if there's an excuse behind something like it doesn't mean it's, it's, it's disingenuous. You're not calling anyway, clearly. So right. you might as well get a bot in place because then you can start the process. That's right. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. And yes. it's so worth it because now your customer or your better yet, not your customer yet, that prospect sees you as engaging with them once again. So right there, you've done first thing. The first thing is to set it up, set up that automation for follow up. Now, the second thing, here's what I love. Let's say you're in the middle of the meeting. You're connecting with that prospect. The number two thing to do is to get it spot on. And what I mean is to set that next appointment in the appointment. 
that next follow-up piece, do it while you're there. And one of my common practices is when I'm speaking with the prospect and we've come to a place of indecision, meaning they didn't make the sale and you just heard the statistics that a lot of times they are not making the purchase in that first interaction. And with that in mind, there may be some questions that they need answered or things that are pending. What I like to do is I will ask the customer, is it okay if I follow up with you on Friday? Or how many days do you need for follow-up? Now, keep in mind, if you ask how many days, they may tell you 27 days. But here's the truth. You want to drive that discussion and say, hey, can I follow up with you next Friday? You're guiding, you're driving the discussion, and guess what? You're putting a follow-up in place for that next interaction. So make sure that when you're in that appointment, if a decision has not been made, you make an appointment spot on, follow up right then and there. You are taking out the fear. That's permission. They want, they want, yes, I would like more time or yeah, I need more information because you could handle the not right now, not enough information, not understanding the benefits and they're inviting you. Now, if they're like, no, I'm not putting it in my schedule. Yeah. Okay. That's a hard no. Bye. Then I, I don't have to call you. I'm really clear. I, I appreciate that. I think more people would appreciate that on dates, not into you slide left. That's what people do now. But if they say, yes, let me get you on my calendar, inviting you to not fear that they don't want to hear from you. Now, the other thing I was just telling Kimberly, this too, is I have friends that for months we've been trying to put plans together. I love these people. I want to spend time with them. I want to hang out and go do something fun with them. It's not like we're going to go read the dictionary. We're going to go out and have a good time. I've been trying since March Last week, I said, enough is enough. Pull out your calendar. It took us six Saturdays for our lives, but we have a September Saturday. We're all going to hang out. Nice. I want you to connect that. If you're not making the time and pulling out your calendar with the people you love and want to be around, how are you going to do that with strangers? So it's the same concept. You've got to spot on it right there. Get that next follow-up in. Follow up on the follow-up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Number three. Step number three is schedule time for the follow-up. And I'll give you a prime example. Follow-up Fridays. Pick a day of the week. Pick a day of the week and just schedule time to make those follow-up calls. I was telling Misty right before our meeting, I have four calls that I need to make to follow up with people that were in the on the fence, if you will. And here's my opportunity to give them a call and just say, hey, Susie, I know we talked last week. I wanted to follow up to see if there are any questions that you had that I can answer. That was one approach. The second person who told me, hey, I want to get started on Monday. I can follow up with them and say, hey, Lisa, I know you're ready to get started on Monday. I know we haven't quite finished, but I want you to know that I do all of my onboarding on Friday. And I wanted to call you to see if there are any questions, if we can get your everything set up so that you can get started on Monday. Again, I schedule that time in my calendar each week for follow-up. So pick a day of the week. If it's not follow-up Friday, maybe it's follow-up Tuesday or follow-up Monday. But if you schedule it, that means you're intentional. And my hope is that you will do it and make that time for it. I am going to jump into step five. You're jumping to step five? Yes. Wait, we're going to go four. Okay. Four. What's step four? 
for is to send it. I call it send it. You went straight out. You're like, let's be done. Let's hang up podcast over, but we're not done yet. So if you go to number four, which is send it. Now, here's what I love. You've taken the time to set up the automation. The prospect has an automated email from you thanking them and possibly scheduling the next meeting. The next one is you spot on. You set that appointment in the appointment for the next follow-up or you schedule time each week, not or, and you schedule time each week to schedule it. Number four says, send it. Now, what do I mean by that? Remember, I talked about some people still need additional information. They're still not sure. They're still in that contemplation stage. Here, what you're going to do is either put them on your email list to start receiving information about the product or service that your company offers. Or you get more intentional and say, okay, this is something this individual had in mind and they weren't 100% sure on. Let me send them some very specific information related to that question in their mind. See, that's another form of follow-up because you followed up with some information. You followed up with the education that they need to help them make that decision. See, this is important, guys. Follow-up is everything. And, you know, there's different types of personalities. We use the bank code system. And, you know, Missy and I are both action people. So we're ready, right? We're ready. We're ready to move. But there are others who are contemplators and they need that additional information before they're going to make that decision. So make sure that your follow-up system is in place, not only that, but it also considers the different type of personality styles that you're working with so it can honor them and make them feel comfortable with you throughout that sales process. Mm, I'm glad we didn't skip that one, Kimberly. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you agree, Misty. Thank you. <laughs> Now we're here at number five. And number five, I think is really one of those interesting things. It's called serve them, serve them. Now here's what I think people love. You know, there's an expression or a quote that says, people don't know how much you, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Let me repeat that again. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And in these businesses that we operate, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a product manufacturing company, whatever you are, people want to know that you value them, not just their money, but you value them and their need for your product. And with that in mind, look for opportunities to serve them. How can you serve that client? And I was giving Misty an example earlier by way of serving a client, you know, there was an opportunity, a client wanted some information from me that could help their child, right? Mm. Their child. And what I said to them, you know what? I found out about a couple free resources that can help your child. So instead of me just going in for that sale to serve them, I said, let me give you a resource that can help your 13 year old daughter on her journey in teenhood. I sent her workshops that were free. And so right away, she saw me as a trusted advisor. She saw me as a resource, as someone that truly cared about her family, her business, her life and everything that was going on. So I took that concept of follow up to the next level by simply saying, how can I serve this family? I know that they've contacted me because they want X, Y, and Z. Now here's another something that I saw that could add to their puzzle, that can add to their bottom line. Look for opportunities to serve them. 
Maybe it's something that may be low cost to you. Maybe something that's beneficial to them. It might be you going out to their home and doing a free service. If your company provides those types of things, how can you better serve that client? I was in a training with a gazillionaire. I'm pretty sure he's like almost to billions, but a phenomenal guy. And he put it the best way I've ever heard it. He, I'm going to give you key steps. Find out what they want. Find out what they want. Not what you want to give them, but what they want. Find out what they want. Step two, go get it. Go get what they want. And step three, deliver it to them. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what you did. You were, you were trying to solve a puzzle and you might not have been the person to solve every piece, but if you have this amazing Rolodex, uh, sorry, millennials, if you have a bunch of Facebook connections and Instagram peeps, then you're going to be able to then help your, your friends and your colleagues and people you know that are amazing while still helping this amazing person and making the connection. Yes. And that's what it goes. It, it all goes back to that. You know, we are in this business for a reason. Whether you have a product, a service, and whatever you're doing, you're out there in the community. You're out there to serve the people is the bottom line. And I think when you go forward with that heart, you'll get everything you need. I know Zig Ziglar says he has so many wonderful quotes, but it goes back to when you serve people, you will be served. You will receive everything that your heart and mind desires. So guys, on this journey, in this business business, in this business building, business development space that we're in, remember that service first, because when you serve, you will receive everything that you need. So Missy, I'm super excited. We just went through this follow-up sequence really, really quickly and really giving you some tip tools and strategies to number one, not to fear the follow-up. Because the fortune is in the follow-up. So don't fear it. Recognize the fortune is there. And when you do that, make sure you follow these five steps or incorporate these five tactics to help you build your bottom line. See, sales is very intentional. And I know that many of you are thinking, I'm not a salesperson. But sure you are. If you're a coach, if you're a cult consultant, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a, a, a dig, a, what is that? A, a, a well digger, a, a gold digger, <laughs> gold digger, whatever it is, you have to do sales. You got to be influential in all of those. That's it. Influence. Sales is influence. I'm too. I'm not from the business world. If sales, when people say it, I feel icky and yucky. and uh, But my brain, when you say influence, do you want to influence uh Foster used to want more out of life. Do you want to influence people to get healthy? Do you want to influence how people feel about themselves to feel better? Yeah, guess what? That's sales. That's <laughs> it's it. sales. So That's if you need it. to change the word, change the word. But if you have something that people need, you've got to get out of the fear. They That's need right. what you have. You're doing a disservice if they don't have it. That's right. So now incorporate these five techniques in your daily strategy. Now that you're back in business, Take that time to follow up because the fortune is there. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, don't skip this. Don't skip this step. Don't pass go and go right to the finish line because guess what? You'll make it there eight times less than you could if you had done the follow up. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh -huh. That's it. That's it. 
So guys, we want to encourage you, if you haven't again, go back and listen to episode 43, 44, and 45 as well. Make sure you grab a copy of our Back to Business Bundle. It is filled with all kind of goodies. What's in that bundle, Misty? I love templates. I created multi-million dollar nonprofit programs for at-risk youth that are successful because there's a system and there's something that they could pick up, learn, and then fill out and go do. You know what else? Who else does that? I don't know. Multi-million dollar athletes, uh, financial planners in every aspect of your life. And I keep trying to push Kimberly into this one, but she doesn't see it as fun as I do. Kimberly's always telling me about discipline. And it hit me the other day and we were laughing about it. I said, oh, this a plan. This a plan. That's all that is. Discipline is having a plan and following it. You don't have to be a super baby or you're, I took a course. No, know what you're going to do and then do it. That's right. Ooh, and that's, that's right. what this book has. It helps you get it out of your head onto paper. If I ask these questions really quick, I know we're wrapping up and Kimberly did this this morning and it was fire. I want to know your business. What's your one-year plan? What's your two-year plan? What's your five-year plan? I knew an individual that had a 500-year plan because they took the time to think about it, write it out. But if you don't know, you need tools. And the whole five things we've been talking about, the uh, let's get excited, let's have, we have tools for those five steps because we can't individually work with everyone. That's a lot, but we can walk you through the steps so that you could work with yourself and then we're going to be here to help you. That's it. I love it. If I can add one last thing, if you don't know, you can't grow and you certainly can't go. Okay. So keep that in mind. If you don't know, you can't grow and you can't go. And I know all of you are here because you want to do exactly those things. It's time to grow and go, baby. And we want to help you on your journey. Like we say, every single week, there is something out there waiting for you. Now follow it up and go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.